the role of Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Now, this is not anything revolutionary. And we're not talking about great swelling revelations. And I don't believe the body of Christ need that much more revelation as much as we need to begin to practice the ones that have been given to us already. There are so many, so a lot of time we get excited about rhema words, but we're not practicing the ones that have been given to us previously. And I believe that no matter how many times we hear about the Holy Spirit, that there is another element of him that we can come into whenever we hear again. Whenever, they, whenever he, we go into the word, we can come into another understanding, another understanding of who he is and the function that he has in our lives. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. And the word of God states that the Holy Spirit is God. If we, can we go to Genesis 1, we'll read from 1 to 3. I'm slowing down a little bit for Adiana. He, he asked me to slow down a little bit. I'm going too fast, except especially for the scriptures. Adiana is very meticulous about note-taking and going back and, re, and um, going over what he has uh, received. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, taking his advice and slowing down a little bit instead of, uh, you know, just running over mountains and valleys. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was up on the face of the deep. That's another revelation, by the way, between Genesis 1 and 2, which I believe it took the body of Christ a while to figure this out. And if you go read and go and do your research, you, you'll find out that something happened between Genesis 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. <clears throat> and the earth was without form and void. But we know whatever God created, it's perfect. So what happened between Genesis 1 and 2? While why the earth was without form and void and darkness was up on the face of the deep. There are a lot of... Um, ministers i have listened to a, a revelation by benny him on this but we won't get into that it's not um uh, i don't have the relevant re uh level of understanding on that one to even go there but for this it says verses two and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters and god said let there be light and there was light but before god said let there be light and there was light the powerful thing that happened in verses 2, the B part, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I wonder why the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the waters. And this is very, this is talking about, so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about God. It's, you know, we are made after the likeness and the image of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm talking to you guys now, and you can see me, I can see some of you guys here, physically. But, the fact that we're actually speaking, the fact that we have a mind and there are other aspects of our being that are not visible. You cannot, I can't see your mind. You can't see my mind. You can't see the words that are being constructed through my mind. Yes, the inspiration of the spirit, but even through my mind right now, it, my mind is an, a part of my being. So God's spirit is just as much God as the father. Right. If we go go to uh, verse, let's go to um, verses twenty six, Genesis one and verses twenty six. And God said, "Let us make man in our image." That's why, if we if we were to go, I have a uh, Hebrew study Bible, and if you go to the Hebrew study Bible uh, or the Hebrew Bible, because the Old Testament was um, translated from Hebrew. The New Testament, mostly Greek, but the Old Testament from Hebrew, it would say, and Elohim said, let us make man in our image. Elohim, which is the, the plural form of Eloah, comes from the word Eloah. Elohim, plural. So God is one, but he has, which we, this is where, where we get the word Trinity from. The word Trinity is not exactly in the Bible, but it's basically talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so forth but it's one god but jesus christ actually said that he was god also so we have to understand when we talk about the holy spirit even the role that the holy spirit play in our life in the new testament as new testament believers we really have to have an understanding of who he is and what he represents and in not understanding this comprehensively at times we pray to jesus christ we pray to the father disregard the ministry of the Holy Spirit and 
you know, we can't get the fullness of God until we have these this understanding. John 10 verses 29. Let's go to John St. John 10 verses 29. I'm using my my phone. So I got to be scrolling a little bit here. And we'll read from 29 to 33. My father which gave me my father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand i and my father are one jesus said i and my father are one then the jews took up stones to stone him see that they were accusing jesus of blasphemy because he stated that and yet still he maintained his position that I and my father are one. So we have to have an understanding of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the context that they are God. Even though they have different roles, different they play different roles. We see that the father was the one who spoke, but then the physical aspect of creation was undertaken by the Holy Spirit. And we saw also Jesus Christ came and they, he, he got baptized as a man. John the Baptist laid him in the water and he said, um, suffer it to be so now because it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And he was baptized. Then he undertook his ministry for three years and then he went back to heaven. But before he went back, he gave instructions to his disciples that he did not. He was not going to leave them comfortless, that he was going to pray to the father and the father was going to send them another comforter. The spirit of truth. And that is something that we in this day and age must understand that we are not alone in our battle. I was saying earlier on that when we are at church, when we are among believers, we are confident. When we are worshiping together, the devil has no place in our lives. And we know it. We are among the family of God. But God wants us to mature to such a level. That this is a revelation, one, and, uh, and a position, two, that we have when we are by ourselves. The Lord Jesus Christ designed it that we would mature to this level. Whether we are in a church with a hundred people or we are home by ourselves, that identity. And the strength that comes with that identity and the empowerment that comes through the Holy Spirit is part of who we are. This is why we come together. This is why the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. As many, we know many people do that. They think that I received Jesus Christ. What is the sense for me to go to church? What, what is the sense for me to take the time to read the Bible and so forth? And that's why we see the defeat. People are defeated in their lives in different areas because they don't understand the spiritual. The, the, the spiritual, they're still uh, carnal in their minds they're still under the adamic nature even though they have received jesus christ but they're not expanding and growing and maturing in knowledge in wisdom of the lord jesus christ and and in the revelation of the position and the blessings that they have in jesus christ and we and we go, see they go back into the regular world and you know for a time sometimes there are a bit there's a bit of blessing but eventually everything crashes crashes it's just a matter of time before those decisions um, that you make from your carnal mind lead you into problems. The idea that is given to us from scripture is that we would build the spirit man and then we would prosper and be in good health as our soul prospers. Let's go to John 14, 15 to 18. I trust my friend Adriano has that um, scripture ready. It says, If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, comforter that he may abide with you forever, forever, in, in terms of time, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So we have the Holy Spirit, the, tr the spirit of truth, because we have the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, they cannot see him, neither knoweth him. But he know him, we know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So we see that we have the, the Holy Spirit. If I can permit me, I can use this um, example. I'm, I'm giving Adriana uh, a lot this morning. So Adriana was coming here uh, yesterday, and um, when he came, he, he asked if we eat mangoes. And he said the thought came to him that he should buy and bring us some mangoes. But so when we said, yes, well, we love mangoes, he, okay, he goes, oh, so he kind of confirmed now that it was the Holy Spirit that was putting it on his heart to bring mangoes. I'm, and I'm using this now um, for a particular reason. This, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us all the time. All the time he's speaking to us. He's communicating to us. He communicates to us. And when he speaks to us, he speaks in our spirit. He doesn't speak in our ear like I'm speaking and you're hearing this necessarily in your ear. It's very rare for God to um, speak to you in an audible voice. And I heard one pastor actually said this once. That if God speaks to you in an audible voice, voice all the time, it's because you really don't know how to hear his voice. Because when God speaks, he speaks into your spirit. But there is a connector, which is your mind, that picks up the things that he's, and then translates it. Because God does not speak English. He speaks a language of light. But the mind that God has um, fashioned inside of us is able now to grasp what God has spoken and then bring it into our intellect. And we can decipher what is it that God is actually saying. So this is what when the, when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ and your spirit is brand new born birth, you're not hearing God's voice very clearly. And as a, a matter of fact, the Lord tends to speak to you mainly in dreams at that time, mainly in dreams. Sometimes people will say the primary language that God speaks to me is in dreams. That's for a reason. But when you begin to mature a little bit more, the Lord will actually drop something in your spirit. And you, without any um, visual, with any, without any um, hearing, you will decipher that God dropped something in your spirit and this is from him. And you will go, whoa, I got it. This is how I mature into this thing because the prophetic was not very open to me. Kim was more prophetic than myself. She was seeing visions and, and those type of things. But God will just drop something inside of me and then I have, I have to go in now and and go, wow, there is a thought that is coming to me. Something is here. And as a matter of fact, because I was so, it was a little bit hard for me because I was so intense. I was, I, I'm, I've always been a little bit intense. So it's all a little bit, it was a little bit difficult. So I, I, I think what the Lord did for me, I mean, what he did for me personally was that whenever he gave me something, he allowed me to feel it. And that way I pay attention. That's how this movie came about. Because I, he, when I was driving, I felt it entered me. And then, boom, the explosion of what he was saying just came to me. And this is the Holy Spirit. And this is how we were engineered in the Garden of Eden to operate. So now that we are in Christ, we are back in the Garden of Eden. We are back being able to commune, in, commune with God like Adam did, the Bible says, in the cool of the day. So now we have to be very attentive. And I realized that these thoughts, they are not mine. The only thing is that we now begin to um, study the word of God. When you have the word of God inside of you, then the Holy Spirit speak to you. Then you, you know you will, have, you will have a reference as to whether or not this voice is from God or this voice is from the enemy. God is not going to tell you anything that contradicts his word. So you know, you have the word and the spirit, like what we were saying last week. So it's the Holy Spirit that activates the believer. It's the Holy Spirit that know, you know, the Pharisees knew the word, but they had no spirit inside of them. And we see what they accomplished. Not much. But the disciples, they were taught by the Lord Jesus Christ. And then they were infilled by the Holy Spirit. And we see what God was able to do with them. But they were not very intellectual. But they were very sensitive to the spirit because they were obedient to the Lord, number one, in undertaking those things. They kept on following him day after day. They gave up their um, jobs. They gave up their fishing and all of these things and sat at the feet of the master, Jesus, and learned from him. 
without the New Testament was not written at that time. Surely they had knowledge of the Torah and the Old Testament books. But they never were into it as much as the Pharisees, the doctors of the law. But when the time, the fullness of time came and they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, we saw what the Lord was able to do through them. Let's go to Matthew 3 and we'll read from 14 to 17. Matthew 3, 14 to 17. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered, said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And when he was baptized, went and went, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. So we see Jesus himself at baptism receiving the, the, the Holy Spirit. For what? For the ministry that was set before him. For the ministry that was set before him. And that's where the power came on him to do all of, the, all of what he did. He said, I do nothing unless I see my father do it first. He was seeing his father how? Through the spirit. And he designed it to operate the very same way in us. The very same way. That's why he gave instructions to the disciples after he went to um, not to go and preach this gospel. Until they were endued with power. So we are not asked to undertake this Christian life on our own. And if we're doing so, we're going to fail. They could not do so under the law. We cannot do so now. Also, the Holy Spirit, he authored the Bible. The Holy Spirit authored the Bible. He wrote the Bible. 2 Peter 1.21. 2 Peter 1 and verses 21. It says, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And such it is when it comes on to um, preaching, and such it is when it comes on to doing anything that God is asking you to undertake, which is why I'm so confident that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, like the scripture says, which is why I'm so confident about the things of God. Because when I present myself, it's, it's similar to um, David going up before Goliath, very young, very small in terms of size, but having a confidence on the inside that something was going to happen by another source. And he was so convinced of this that he began to boast about the God of Israel. And this God came and backed him up in his boast because he was not boasting within himself. Also, the Holy Spirit fathered Jesus. The Holy Spirit fathered Jesus. Let's go to Luke 1 35. Luke 1 and verses 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So we know that Jesus did not come from the loins of a man. That Jesus, that Mary herself was impregnated by the Spirit of God. And that's why Jesus said, my Father in me, my Father in me, the Holy Spirit, right? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 13 and verses 14. Okay, my phone. Yeah, thir 13, 13 and verses 14. Yeah, there, my phone is most mm -hmm. stuck. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got it. 
the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Be with you all. We have to walk in that consciousness. We have to, uh, you know, Paul was telling Timothy to stir up the gifts that were, that were inside of him, that were given to him when they laid hands on him. And, you know, every time we sit down and we hear a revelation of our uh, a teaching on the Holy Spirit, we tend to get very excited. And that excitement, a lot of times, don't last long enough. It doesn't go on for a year, for two years, or for a lifetime. We, we begin to sometimes operate in the gifts of the Spirit for a period of time, and then we go back to the state that we were before. But we have to learn to stir up these things inside of us, which is why I believe in going outside and evangelizing. Because when I go outside and I, and I do that which is not comfortable to my soul, the power of God moves. When I see someone who is hopping in the malls and I decide to pray for that person, the power of God moves. When I see people walking, I just say hello to them and begin to um, strike a conversation ready to speak the word of God, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. That's when the, the Holy Spirit is activated in our lives. But there is something that we have to do down here on the earth, on the earth right? Which we were uh, having prayer meeting here this week and we were talking about asking God for boldness, for confidence. Because if we are not stirring up ourselves, if we are not putting ourselves in a position that the Holy Spirit can use us, can work through us, nothing is going to happen. And that's why I refuse to go outside and just be, I mean, it's very difficult now. So uh, we are using extra wisdom now in the season where people are not exactly open to conversation. So you have to allow the Holy Spirit to give you grace to actually speak to people, especially in the season. But when this COVID was not around, we were like, it was like open season. It's like every person that we um, had a chance to speak with, when we went outside, they were like, we're going to preach the gospel to them. And that's the mentality that we, we need to have. So we have to walk in this consciousness that Holy Spirit is inside of us 24 sevens to minister outside one. And then in your own personal lives, pertaining to the things that you're going through, pertaining to the things that you need direction on, we have to begin to talk to him. We have to begin to reverence him. We have to begin, we have to acknowledge him. Benny him as a book is called Good Morning Holy Spirit, which is one of the secrets that Benny him learned from Catherine Coleman. And she's the one who anointed him. One of the greatest revelations that the church has ever received was the revelation of who the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. So it is the one that can cause us to sink and to have one mind, which is why Paul the Apostle wrote all of those epistles to the Galatians, to the Corinthians, to the Ephesians, many times rebuking them. Why, what, what was it, why is it that Paul was rebuking them after they had received Jesus Christ? Because they were walking away from the Holy Spirit. And we have a tendency to do that and, be, and go back under the old person that we were we have to learn from scripture learn from the the examples that are laid out in scriptures not to do this not to do this and to carry on daily understanding that the spirit is with us and i know that if jesus christ came and said no oh, I, I always use this example he's going to knock at your door tomorrow morning and he's going to spend the whole day with you, jesus christ the lord jesus christ in in person and if you're going to work, he's going to, he's going to go to work with you. If you're going to the supermarket, he's going to go with you. Wherever you do, or let's say for the whole week. And now look at it now. All of those folks that we give a hard time at work, are, are, how would we behave with Jesus there beside us? Physically. We, all of a sudden, we'll be ready to call up every family member, every person that we had an issue with. We would begin to think differently, act differently. Because we know that Jesus is with us physically. But because we are spirit beings, we already know that Jesus is with us in the person of the Holy Spirit. So it's like the Lord Jesus Christ is walking with you every minute of every second of every day. And he sees your every thought, your every exchange, your every interaction, even the ones when you're in the flesh. So the idea is that we would get to the spiritual level and this consciousness and operate in this consciousness. And I'm trying to be aware of this 24-7. Every conversation that I'm having, I'm asking. I want every thought 
that is going through my mind. I'm thinking, because God has given us this ability to inspect the thoughts of our mind. That's why there's a scripture that said, bring every thought captive to the subjection of the spirit. That we would not roam around as if we are like the world, thinking like them, acting like them. Mastery, perfection we were talking about last week. The Holy Spirit can undertake this process inside of us. And we're going to, um, just to um, wrap it up, I am going to look at an example in Scripture. And let's go to Matthew 16. And we'll go from 13 to 18. And I'm using this in a positive sense. I'm not picking on, on Peter, okay? Because I can't touch guys like that. So I'm not picking on him. I'm just using you know his testimony as an example on, on improving my um, walk with the lord and so forth right when jesus came into the coast of caesarea philippi he asked his disciples saying whom do men say that that i the son of man am and they said some say that thou art john the baptist some say elias and others say jeremiah or one of the prophets he said unto them but whom say ye that i am look at this now and Simon answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which lived in heaven. So we see that is the revelation that Peter had and was able to state it in such a powerful way, in such a powerful way. Now, let's move down to uh, Matthew 16, 21 to 24. Let's read from verse 21. It won't take you long because it's just a little bit down. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples all that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief and priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebu rebuke him, saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Isn't that shocking that Peter could go from having that revelation, having that understanding of Jesus Christ? And then, boom, now, is it the the enemy is actually infiltrating his mind and Jesus now is not talking to Peter, but he's talking to the enemy, Satan, that is actually using the part of Peter that, has, that is unconverted to stop Jesus in his tracks to go to the cross. And that's a perfect example of what can happen to us believers when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ and of, we have this revelation. We have this understanding and now we begin to walk down the road and not walk in this newness and not walk depending on the Holy Spirit. If it can happen to Peter of all people, then I'm sure I got to be very careful that this does not happen to me. And we have to be so mindful, so watchful about how we allow the Holy Spirit to get us to utter things that are not from the Spirit. And we can, we can easily take a ministry. And lead a ministry in a direction that the Lord did not want it to go. It seemed like it's a very good idea. That's why everything has to be done prayerfully. Prayerfully. Anything that is suggested to, to I suggest, I feel like the Lord says such and such and such to me about another person. I say, you know, go and ask the Lord for confirmation. It, even if it makes good common sense. But go and ask the Lord for confirmation. The Holy Spirit is the one. Let's look at... Um, Matthew 26, 31 to 35. 31, it says, Then say Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock and shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you unto Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. 
See, here we go again. Peter speaking, but not speaking from obviously at that time they were not in filled with the Holy Spirit. They were not filled with the Holy Spirit at that time. So his boast was in his own strength, not in the wisdom of not in the strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. Again, this can be our position. We have to be make sure that it's the Spirit of God because we have a mind, we have an intellect. And God has given us an intellect. We've seen the intellect of mind of man that what he can do. That there is value there. There's a lot of creativity power there. We look at the um, what men have um, created even in the last 20 years. From look at computers over the last 20 years, for example. Right? But a lot of those creations, a lot of those things are not being used. They were not designed with the intention of promoting kingdom things, kingdom value. They were just man trying to. You know, even now they're um, partnering with partnering with the satanic kingdom in a lot of the things that they're actually creating and promoting that. But these things are presented to us as if they are good things, and that's why we who are in Christ must learn to mature to that level. We must learn to mature spiritually, so that when we when we begin to speak, it's the wisdom of God that is being dispensed through us by the Holy Spirit. We will vet everything. We will know the difference between our carnal mind, between our own thoughts, and what the Holy Spirit is actually saying to us. And, and we will actually allow what the Spirit is communicating to us to be expressed. And we will, we will say, nope, that is from my soul, that is from my feelings, and I cannot allow it to go. That's the maturity level that God wants to bring us into. Let's go to Matthew 26, and then we'll read from 69. Matthew 26, I believe, and we'll read from 69 to 75, and we're going to wrap it up pretty quick. That's a very long book. It says, Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out unto the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were with, were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art also one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock. Crew, uh, crow. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow three times, thou shalt deny me. And he went out and wept bitterly. That is the confidence that we have in the, in the flesh. That is the confidence that we have in the flesh. And a lot of what um, we're convinced of so strongly, many times, if our minds are not renewed, we'll find out that it's not from God. And it sounds good. And that's where this is where we have to be very, very careful. Let's go to now. We're gonna look at what happened when the Holy Spirit is involved, and then we wrap this up. Let's go to Acts 1. And we'll read from four, we'll read four, five, and eight. If I can get my phone to work. So that's Acts 1. Verses 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And then we'll read verses 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and into the uttermost part of the earth. So that's, this is, this is the, um, the promise. Now let's move to Acts 2, and we'll read a little bit from verses 2. Acts 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. 
and they and there appeared unto them closing tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance so we saw that um that in, that the lord had promised them that they would be filled baptized with the holy spirit and they went and they tarried and that happened now we want to look at peter right peter that was inconsistent peter that was um speaking things based on his own convictions and let's go to verses 14. after people were there seeing all of what was happening and begin to mock then peter it says verse 14 but peter standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said unto them ye men of judea and all ye that dwell at jerusalem be this known unto you and hearken unto my words for these are not drunken as ye suppose seeing it is but the third hour of the day but this is that which was spoken by the prophet joel and it shall come to pass in the last days say god i will pour out of my spirit so we see um peter now begin to come into who he is spiritually being filled with the holy spirit he, he now begin to speak with an authority and that uh, that and the, the power of god was going to be there now to back him up because he had transitioned into the fullness of the person that jesus christ wanted him to be and that is the, and that is what we are undertaking here this is what we are undertaking here the god has given us the system of how it's done and in many cases we are not we are doing it intellectually but we are not allowing the essence of what is supposed to be undertaken spiritually to truly happen because when that happens and you begin to have conversations with people when you mature spiritually and you begin to have, have conversations with people and and they're speaking to you from the intellect just like jesus did you will know how is it that jesus was able to decipher that peter was not speaking to him by the holy spirit when he was saying that he should not go, go to the cross because the father had already communicated to him what he was supposed to be doing so if god has already communicated to you what you're going to be doing with your life or is it that someone is going to come and tell you something else? Are you going to be listening to that voice now when God has already spoken to you? And that's this is where we're actually, this is where we're going. This is the, this is the maturity. That's why we're constructing our spiritual house and going through them step by step by step. So we can mature, we can grow. You cannot be the same person we are in November now. Next year, June. You must see a stranger when you look in the mirror. You must see a stranger when you open your mouth to speak. You must be a totally different person, brand new. That's what the Holy Spirit is able to do inside of us. And that's what we have to allow this process because it will not come. It will invite you into this fellowship, into this relationship, and into this transformation. But no, we have to subject every to him we cannot operate the same way we did because the, the prophetic words that god has spoken over your life is not for the person that you are you were when you received that prophetic word i am not the same person that i was when god spoke told myself and kim both of us we're not the same uh, people when the lord spoke to us and told us about ministry we have a load i'm not saying that we're perfect no but you know i can see the change i can see the transformation in both of us we don't have, you know, we want to be, this newness will bring you into Christ-centeredness. But the, the old man will bring you into, the flesh will bring you into self-centeredness. The minute you begin to see you're acting in a self, selfish way, and your only thing you can think is me, 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 then that tells you that you're not uh, Christ-centered, that, that there is still work to be done. And, is, and there is work to be undertaken in all of us in saying this there is work to be undertaken in all of us to come to this spiritual level and the more of this that we allow to happen in us the more we allow the old nature to be taken away is the more of the expression of the holy spirit that will be inside of us and the more we will have impact in our ministry in that which god because god can call you to uh, and speak wonderful words of you but if you don't know begin to undertake and undertake allow him to undertake this process of newness inside of you then you will wonder why is it that you're not seeing the results of what he has spoken 
and I, I, I don't really want to, I'd rather not hear the promise than not achieve it. My whole thing is, okay, I know that I know what the Lord said, but no, I want to see the evidence of it. I want to see the evidence of when I speak to people, they give their life to Jesus Christ. I want to see when I go and pray for people, they get breakthrough when we pray for them. And then when we speak the word of God over them and begin to give them biblical sound doctrine in regards to how their life can be changed and transformed. We can look in, in their life and see three months in my role as a pastor. That's what the Lord is putting on. me. The Lord uh, is giving me, basically saying to me, even with people that you're pastoring, don't just preach to them on Sunday. Make sure that there are follow-up calls during the week to strengthen them. If you need to go to their home, go to their home. Right? And be and continue to re reinforce the things that you um that they already know and to expand based on my word and let my Holy Spirit give them power to overcome. And that's how we want to be in ministering myself and Kim. This is what we want to minister. And this is that what we would like also for the people that are ministering with us, that we would that they would be pastors, that they would be elders, that they would be deacons and people that God is um, causing to work with us that understand this. And you can they can meet a person. Like I met uh, Tayshaun two years ago. I, well, I think it's more than that now. But, you know, Tayshaun is like a totally different person by the grace of God. Right? He's a totally different. I can see the change in him. I can see the growth in him. Right? And that's, and that's what many more people. Tasia, I can see the change in Tasia, you know, since we met. And it has not been that long since we knew her, since we, we, it's not exactly when we moved to London that we met her, but we can see the transformation. We can see the change. We can see her fighting for this, these promises that are written in scripture. And they, and sometimes you have to keep at it. You, you might not attain, you're not going to grow physically in a day or a week, and you're not going to grow spiritually in a day or a week or a month either. So that's the word that I, um, the Lord put on my heart for today. Let me say a quick prayer. All right, because this word, you know, when the Lord speaks a word, there is, there is, his power is ready. So as I speak about the Holy Spirit, I know that he's here. Spirit of the living God, we give you reverence right now. We give you thanks. We thank you for your ministry. We thank you that you are the helper, that you are the teacher. You th we thank you that we have this treasure, your word says, in earthen vessels. Hallelujah. We praise you. We welcome you here. We thank you this morning for being with us. Lord, I, th I thank you for each and every person that is under the sound of my voice right now. That has opened their hearts to you, Lord God. And Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray right now. That you would give them a, the revelation of your Holy Spirit. That they would know that they hear his voice. That he's with them. That you're with them every minute of every second of every day, Lord. And I pray that they would come to, into that understanding. And begin to fellowship with you, Holy Spirit. And begin to partner with you. I pray, Lord, that as Holy Spirit of the living God, as you reveal the areas of their life where you need to transform and change us that there would be a willingness to subject our lives to you and to your power your power that can transform and can change and can renew and bring us into the character of jesus christ so we thank you that we're able to gather here today and we give you preeminence spirit of the living god we give you preeminence you are god and we honor you and we praise you and we thank you and we want to honor you throughout the week. We want to honor you. In our conversations, we want to honor you. We pray now that you would transform our minds. Pull down the strongholds. Pull down the things that we have been taught that is inconsistent with the word of God. And show us. Show us how to become like Jesus Christ. Show us how to take captive every thought that is not consistent in who we are in Christ. Give us the ability to have a sound mind. Give us the ability to overcome the wicked one and the negatives of this world. We open ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, this morning. We open ourselves to you. 
and for you to undertake that work of newness in us, newness. Let us grow like Peter grew. Let us grow like Paul grew. Let the fullness, O oh Lord God Almighty, we want to mature the fullness of who you created us to be, O oh Lord Jesus. We subject our lives to you. Change, transform, renew us. We ask for the strength for this to be not only in this moment, but that we would be reminded even throughout this week. As we go forward, let us be reminded. Let us walk in the consciousness of your presence, the consciousness of how you have constructed us and what you want us to do, Lord God. Let us walk in this reality of who we are spiritually as you created us and placed us in that garden. But now in Christ, we have this position once more. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as your people are presented here before you today, help us to walk in that dimension. Help us to walk in that understanding. Manifest yourself through us. Manifest yourself through us, Holy Spirit. In, so we can touch the world in an uncommon way. Manifest yourself. Let We want to hear you when we open our mouths. Because our mouths will prove what is on our minds. So renew our minds so we can speak consistent with that newness. Father, we honor you this morning. We praise you. We thank you that we're able to get, gather in your presence. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for blessing us we're not with physical things, but we thank you for all the spiritual blessings this morning. I thank you for your people, Lord God, and I release a blessing over them this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Do we have any prayer requests? Or one, or if anyone has anything on their heart that the Lord has given them to share? Okay, go ahead, Kim. Okay. I just have um, a testimony, which I have been sharing um, the last few days with a few people that I've come in contact with. And this speaks of the Holy Spirit and the instructions. So this week, um, I think it was run about Wednesday, Jordana, she wasn't feeling well. And then she was having rash all over her body. She was very, she was very itchy. So she came and like all over, it was really red and it was really bad. And then um, she came to us and then Andrade was saying, you know what, let's anoint you and let's pray. So we did that, nothing happened. And then she came back to me again and she's like, mommy, I'm really itchy, I'm really itchy. So in my mind now, I started um, to think, okay, you know what, this is bad. This is, you know, this child needs to go to the hospital just to check to make sure it's okay. Being in the medical field, I guess that's always like my second thought. So you know what, after you've prayed, okay, and nothing happened, you know, let's go get this checked out. So she was there. And then now I started thinking, Andrade's position where he is, and I know what his mindset is. So I'm like, okay, can I go around him, grab the keys, grab the kid? Like all of this was going through my mind, how I can make a narrow escape to grab her and take her to get checked out. And then I was there and I'm like, okay, that won't work. He's taller, he's stronger than me. So that part won't work. So I started thinking again, and then my phone was there on the counter. I'm like, okay, let me just at least go search up some remedy, some home remedy that can help with the rashes and stuff. And then as I walked over and I was almost to my phone to take my phone up and start punching into Google, you know, what to do. Like very loud, I heard the Holy Spirit say, when are you going to start trusting me with this? This, I'm just being transparent to let you know every word and everything that you stand on and what you say you stand on, it will be tested. I trust God with me and whatever I'm going through because I know that I can bear. But I'm like, okay, this is my daughter, Lord. She can't bear. She's small. And look at all these rushes over her body. And then it's like it was just being exposed to me. Okay, you're a steward over her. Do you think you love her more than me? She is mine. And you're just a caretaker for her. And then right as I was hearing those words, it's kind of like, I was broken on the inside and I started just to repent. And I said, you know what, Father, you're right. And I pray that you forgive me.
for having this mindset, for not trusting you with everything. And then after that, it still went on. She came back, I'm itchy, I'm itchy. And then now it was time for bed. She came and she stayed with us the night. And then we got up. And then even though she was saying, I'm itchy, I'm like, you know what, Lord, I'm trusting you. You said this and I'm trusting you. Then Andrade got up and then um, he said, you know what, let's pray again. We prayed. And just to say, before we have gotten instructions, when they went back to school, the Lord gave us this instruction. Um, every single Monday night, we're supposed to give the kids communion. And we, we, we did that religiously. And this, this Monday, we were so busy with the home visits, with the prayers and with everything. So it's kind of like we just slept off and totally forgot. And now it came back to his mind that, you know what, we missed the communion. We didn't give the kids the communion. So at that point, it's like the Lord was saying, I gave you instruction, regardless of what you were doing, the business of what you were doing, I gave you instructions. And then now we have to say, you know what? Yes, we did not do that. And at that time, we were open to whatever because the instructions was in the healing. The instructions was there. So again he got up he prayed and again we repented and then we took the communion and we gave her the communion and she slept and that night the morning she woke up i'm like there's no way she can even go to school to what she was looking like and when she woke up after we did all of that went to sleep she, her body was perfect smooth and she's like yep i'm good i'm ready to go to school and i'm like oh my god look at that and then it just goes to show you know what's on the inside and how we should trust god at every word and everything that you know we profess out of our mouth it will be tested so know what you're saying just like peter you know it came back and the lord was telling him when the cock crow thrice that he he would um deny and then he was like no 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 because obviously the flesh will rise up and start saying you know i'm this i'm that you you're weak within and within and of yourself it takes the holy spirit it takes god to fortify you and to become that person so we're growing daily with everything and we're learning to trust god and to hear his voice more and i just turn the rest back over to you so i just wanted to share that testimony well praise